I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Beans. Beans. Beans, 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 Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. That's right. And I am Alistair George William Charlie Birchall. That's right. And I am Andy Matthews. That is absolutely correct. Thank you. 100%. Um, That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly the amount that it is right. You've heard of yes and? Yeah. This is absolutely. Yeah, this and. is and <laughs> and more absolutely. This is you're right. <laughs> you're you're 100% correct and. And. <laughs> hello honey, you're 100% correct. <laughs> I am hello. <laughs> I am hello. Okay, this is a scene. This is an impro scene. Somebody yeah. says, you say hello, honey. Hello, honey. My name's not hello. <laughs> what are you talking about? And why would you say honey instead of my name and say it? Mm, anyway. say, say it back to me. Hello, honey. Wrong. <laughs> oh, my voice is a bit funny. Is it? You know what it is? I just haven't been talking. I just haven't been podcasting. Haven't been interacting with Alistair. Hey, you know. Let me ask you. I heard you've been doing some renovations. Thanks for and so, asking. And so there's a there's been a lot of um, sort of probably dust and things like that from that. Have you, you been wearing any kind of protective stuff over you your? You know, uh, I haven't, Alistair. Ah, good. Well, that's why your voice is fucked up. Because you you've know, got... I've been cutting stone with a <laughs> with ah. a diamond tipped saw. Ah, uh, you've got silicosis. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> that's where you, why your voice is changing a little bit. That's okay. This will yeah. be one of Andy's last podcasts. <laughs> Till the silicosis, silicosis took him. The mm. silicosis took him. You know, but might, I think you might make it to the two hundredth episode. We've 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 established what voices sound like after years of smoking, mm. right? It's sort of rich and husky and and very sexy and authoritative. That's right, right? But there are so many other things out there that we could have people inhale for years and then see what their voices wind up like. Mm. Could be whole new fields of vocal range that are yet to be discovered. Vast, vast mountains, vast terrains. Well, I guess you could make people rich and husky by feeding them sort of diamonds drenched in fat. <laughs> I feel like that would probably have a similar effect. Yeah. Yeah. But it might Especially not... if you fed them down the throat hole. No, but I'm the not... The breathing hole. No, but I'm not saying it, it does it to their voice. I'm saying it makes them both rich. And, and husky. husky. Mm. See? I mean, I get, I get... I just got the dog thing while you mm. said dog before I was like... Oh, is this a fat dog? <laughs> At first, I didn't understand. So it's it, it's agreed. We both didn't get each other's husky reference. Mm, yeah. Um, now, Andy, yes. we're here to come up with sketch ideas, if five you recall. Of them, five yeah. of them, Alistair. That's how many we're supposed to come up with. But hang on. Mm-hmm. 
When you think of the throat, yes, what do you think of? Uh, sort of that, like a camera going down there, and a, <laughs> but which bit and an is the throat? Closing? Is the is the breathing hole? Is that the throat? Mm. Or is the is the is the is the is the, is the food hole? Is that the throat? I just or is think the throat it, the whole neck? The throat's just, not the neck. I just think of it as inner neck. Inner neck. Yeah. Everything under the skin is is throat. No, because there's some bone there as well. That's not throat. Uh, throat look, is look, anything. Okay, so you feel the skin. There's the skin there. Yep. Right. And then there's a thing behind the skin. There's some hard the stuff yeah. there, isn't there? There's like a. There's that more cartilagey bit. Mm. I think God, it's anything, bumpy, isn't it? Yeah, it's bumpy. Lots of wires in there. <laughs> lots of important stuff. It's just. It's essentially. It's a bulkhead. Yep. It's a bulkhead for getting the wires, mm-hmm. connecting the head to the body, and. Yeah, so I think there's some wires maybe in between the skin. Uh, I and... think it's more plumbing. I think the wires are at the back in this in the in the spine, right? So I think up the front here, it there's is... some there's some like salivatory glands maybe. Oh, I don't think you've got salivatory glands in salivatory. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to salivatories. <laughs> I mean, I just like a guy called Salivatore who who may who may drool a lot. I think he drools. Yeah, yeah. I think he drools a lot. Okay, what scenario is he in? It's an ad. It's an ad for Salivatores. Okay, right? and you think it's going to be Italian so it's a restaurant food though, or no? something like that? It's a restaurant, sure, but it's all uh, every 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 <laughs> every shot of all the food. <laughs> Everything's there's a, there's a lot of like trails of glistening stuff across the across the bench tops and that sort of mm. thing. Everybody's constantly trying to wipe a wipe. You know how when they plate up, they're always mm. wiping the corners with yeah. that little tea towel, right? God, imagine what that tea towel's like at the end of the night. You could suck on that tea towel and you could taste a thousand flavors. Anyway, <laughs> the point assuming is assuming they have that many flavors in their meals. Yeah. That's what it was. That's why it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, you're right. thanks for pointing that out. I was I was picturing them having having watched uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares and seeing that one of the main tips that he keeps giving people is to simplify their menu. Man, you go to some places. You go to some places. And yeah. They they have a big menu. Mm-hmm. A lot of the places as well are super cheap restaurants with. It's just pages 45. and pages and pages. You know, like at some point, these are all just the same thing, aren't they? You've just given them different names. I think sometimes it's that, but then sometimes these are just insane people who just have that much stock in their fridge at all mm. times. They're just like all day long. They're just prepping for just if. any eventuality. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hopefully somebody will get the uh, will get the prawn salad, or somebody will get the. Um, the the mud crab mm. you know pancake bisque, bisque. Mm. pancake bisque mm. pancake soup <gasps> that's a great idea well, well, think about is, it you is, make a is... pancake then you blend it up and add some water to it I think you're exactly right Alistair right think of all these other things right that we have that are foods existing foods yeah. now what if we don't treat them as existing foods? like what if you don't think of cake as cake what if you think of cake as like a carrot it's as, an ingredient like a carrot it's just an ingredient that's that you right. can put into something else yeah. <laughs> This is new food. 
It is. This is new food. It's like well, it's meta. It's next. It's it's because you know think of uh, like a programming language. Yeah. Right at the moment, or you know, what do you have? You have like basic, which is the very bottom level of coding. Mm-hmm. But then you have second generation language, third generation language, which is where you use a language that programs the basic, and then you have another thing that programs that language. This we're doing that with food, mm-hmm. right? We're taking you th- the basic ingredients are like your flour and your water and your you know whatever apples, apples. Exactly. Three Air. great examples. Sort of Air. fire. Fire. <laughs> right? And then we're taking so those things. You use those to cook something. Mm-hmm. Right? And we take those and we treat those as the ingredients and then we start cooking with those. I mean, basically what we already said. Yeah. So <laughs> let's say, let's say uh, add one cup of spaghetti bolognese, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mix it in with a, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, just, of, a, just, a, just a pinch of um, Doritos. Pinch of Doritos. Mm. So far, this is seeming like these things kind of work together. Yeah, it seems like we're basically making nachos. Maybe. Yeah. Well, well hang on. Mm-hmm. Now. Cling on? Hang on. No, no, no. Cling on. <laughs> now add two handfuls of beef stroganoff. Mm. Again, we're, we're, we're keeping very straight with at least the beefs part. Okay. And now. Although bolognese does sometimes have some pork in it. Yeah. And now the next secret ingredient, creme brulee. Creme brulee. Okay, and then you put that over the top. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, no. You put it on the bottom. Then you use a flame to burn the meat. <laughs> yeah, great. And then the meat caramelizes. And Can you, you caramelize meat? Almost certainly. Yeah. I Look, think that would be amazing, actually. Caramelized meat. Somebody get onto this. Well, that's what happens almost every time you cook meat at the right temperature. You think? Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. It's like you get that browning kind of. Thing. That's yeah. essentially it. Car- caramelizing. Essentially, but is it actually? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You seem um, very confident. Well, I do that with chicken. If you just fry chicken in a kind of non-stick pan, mm-hmm. uh, you, you fry it a little bit of oil on mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and then it browns and it gets that really nice flavor. And then also you get all that flavor stuck to the pan, which then you can add stuff to to deglaze it. I've heard and then, of this. I found out about deglazing only only a week ago, probably. Yeah. Exactly, and so you can take that off, and then you can keep that and make a little, mm-hmm. li- maybe make a little jus mm. out of it, maybe mm. a little sauce or something. Ah, yeah, you pour yeah. that back on. Pour it back Here, on. pan dirt. Drink yeah. some pan dirt. Yeah, you well, say it's, to it's your, pan your customers. Liquid. It's pa- pan mud. Pan mud. <laughs> All right. Delicious pan mud. All right. So look, Salvatore's right. He's a he's a drooling man. Okay. A dry, right. Um, a very a high, a high, and this is this is what I want in a chef. You know, forget a people say never trust a skinny chef. Yeah. Right? I say never trust a chef who with isn't a, constantly drooling with a, with a dry mouth. <laughs> with a dry mouth. Cotton mouth chef. <laughs> Salivatories. He's directly across the road from Cotton Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he's in direct competition with Cotton Mouth. And I mean, do they make the same food? What is it? All the chefs that I've worked with have done a lot of um Ecstasy, right? Sure. Now that dries up your mouth. Mm. Is that right? I think it can, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably really, they're just doing it as a reaction to all the constant delicious smells. It's probably, you know, they need to, to control their saliva. So they're not just drooling all over the kitchen. Well, maybe that's what Salivatore has to start doing when the health Mm. inspector gets sent in because somebody, somebody finds a suspicious clear liquid on his plate right this liquid is suspicious it's, it's clear. clear like water yeah yet it's viscosity but then he holds it up to his nose oh yeah and then he smells it and he goes that doesn't smell like water 
you know what water smells like. Well, this isn't water. No, but you've smelled saliva, right? Oh, I sure have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you, you, you've smelt saliva. It's one of the, it's a very intense smell. It's a very well familiar smell. Let's, let's see here. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what saliva smells like in its liquid form. Because I feel like I've smelt saliva when it like it dries. Yeah. You know, like if you lick your hand and you, then it dries mm. and you smell that, that can smell bad. But I wonder what, like, just like a cup of full of saliva would smell like. Oh, you think if you got like a larger quantity in one place, it might smell less. I, <laughs> I, I, I wonder if the smell of saliva, because because you don't you don't you can't smell your own breath very easily, right? It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Okay. And I imagine that your saliva, the smell of your saliva and the smell of your breath are inextricably linked. Right? Absolutely. That's not a controversial statement. I okay. mean, look, I'm sure that there's there's probably more to it. And but... I think, I wonder if the way that you, the reason that you can't smell your own breath is because, no, that doesn't make any sense. Come on. Let's no. just, let's, no, get, no, let's, no, let's, no, let's no, go no, all the way. No, no, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. My logic falls apart. But I don't think you can smell wet saliva. I think you can. Okay. Yeah. I think, I have a, I have a kid who licks me all the time right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I reckon I can smell it. I've got a couple of those. Yeah? Yeah. Great. I think the trick is to not lick back. Yeah. You, know, you can give raspberries, mm. right? That's that's a, that's like a wild, hugely accepted form of child, parent to, parent to child mouth contact is the giving of the raspberry. Yeah. Right? But I think, you know, other stuff, like if you were licking your child in public, people would say that's not on. Sure. Right? But you and can, bite, you can bite them as well. Oh, you can bite them. Sort no, of that's like true. Play, playful biting. Yeah, but yeah. you just can't lick them. But I think it's it's mostly not okay to lick m- most people in most places. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but it's also not okay to give people raspberries in most places. Yeah, but you can give a child a raspberry, and I think it's because of the funny sound, which elevates it. Yeah, well, there's there's fun, but I think you also can probably give raspberries to most people. You just don't. Like I think if you give raspberries to somebody, like. You, none of the like harassment cases that come out of <laughs> that come out of uh, offices are ever raspberry based because I think they're the fun makes it more okay. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, you try and take a case like that to the courts, they'll say, uh, you know, oh, he seemed like a fun guy. You know, he was always giving people raspberries. The judge will be like, that is fun. That, he is a fun guy. Yeah. Case closed. Kevin, case your dismissed. case Kevin, your case has been dismissed. <laughs> Legally speaking, you are a fun guy. There's nothing they can do. I mean, it's pretty awful. You go, you picture, you see footage of it, and Kevin, you go, look, you're laughing, Kevin. You're having a good time. We can tell. Don't pretend. <laughs> you weren't enjoying that. Yeah. Is that a no, sketch? I, I mean, I think it, that is, I think I think that's a sketch. I feel like I the subtext is a bit uncomfortable. But... Well, we'll 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 play with it masterfully. We'll yeah, tiptoe great. around the, uh, the 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 doubtful areas. Great. And it'll be done in an environment where everybody is equal. Great. So there are no power dynamics. Right. That's perfect. To be exploited. It's in a future in which everything everyone is equal. See? So it's not a it's not ignoring the issues. Mm-hmm. It's it's tran- it's 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 trans trans <laughs> something them it's transcending them you know and that's something that we would all agree is good is good yeah you're right i would agree with that what was the thing that was in between salivatories and 
and and the and the Raspberry court case. Mm. There was something in between that Salvatore's transitioned into. Oh, where he was starting. Oh, that's right. He was he was starting to take drugs to. No, 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 no. Uh, there was something work, else workplace with... um, health inspector. No, there was something else with foods, forms of food. Oh, oh using food as existing foods as ingredients. That's yeah. a that's a that's like that's a sure. second tier restaurant or whatever it is. Like sure. it's a is it a meta meta restaurant? Maybe we even order full meals from other restaurants. Some of the best restaurants in the world, right? How about this? It's a restaurant that cooks using as its in as its ingredients. Meals from Heston Blumenthal's The Fat Duck mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever that one is that's in... Um, sort of Norway or something like that. Yeah. The mountain and they eat a pot of dirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think these days if you have a fancy restaurant and you're not serving people a pot of dirt... <laughs> are you even doing anything? Yeah. Like it's, Why it, are you bothering? It's not anything. Yeah, exactly. You are... You're failing because that's what people go there to go to. People go there going, well, I want to eat dirt. Where's the pot of dirt? Where's this the... is the only way that society is allowing me to eat a pot of dirt mm-hmm. and still maintain my status. $2,000 a head mm. just so that I can eat something that's rel- like you know readily available just outside at all times. Mm-hmm. But this way I can do it without having to bend down all the way to the ground. I only have to bend down as far as the table. Would it... Unless they serve the dirt... Unless they just you go to the restaurant and they just point to it to the ground and say eat that, and you have to get down on your hands and knees. I mean, a I, meal that's served glazed meal. on the floor. Mm-hmm. Eh? so you just have to lick the floor, and it's like a jawbreaker as you work mm-hmm. through the layers. Yeah, you know the outside layer is the entree. Yeah, I mean the outside layer might just be bread glaze with butter. Mm-hmm. And you lick your way through it. You lick your way through it. And then you're like... There's just different sections have been marked out on the floor. That's yours there. You mm. go and you, you lick your way through that and you eat that. How about this, right? It's a restaurant. You go, it's an open field, okay? And they strap a couple of tusks to the side of your head, mm-hmm. some sort of a thing. Right? This is already good. And then and then you, like a warthog, have to root the food out from the dirt. Yeah. Like you're digging out tubers. <laughs> <laughs> tubers, like... like Exactly. Tubers, French horns, coronets, cornets, cornets. Um, no, so so, and you know, you get down there, and there's a there's a bit of a, flugel a cre- horns. Flugel horns, absolutely yeah. the flugel horn. <laughs> Trumpets. I never met a flugel I couldn't horn. Is that anything? I like it. Yeah, thanks. Um, I couldn't horn. <laughs> uh. But but you know, and then so then there's fully there's fully you know made little food like there's some arancini balls you know at the base of a of an oak tree, right? Great. You've, you've just got to dig the dirt out of the way with your with your yeah. with your tusks, and then you can wolf them down yeah, or is, warthog them down. Is the is the dirt edible itself? Because um, I mean that's why you're really there. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean it's 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 edible in the sense that all dirt is edible. You can eat it. You can. Yeah. You know, it's probably not going to kill you. We'll make, we, we, it's not going to kill you. How I about mean, that? Dirt is in that weird place, right? Because it's, mm. it's... We know it's we know it's healthy. We know it's got all the things that you want in plants. Yeah. Right? And it's not illegal to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and I no mean, one, very few things are 
And no one really tells you not to. They they tell you that when you were a toddler, you did. Mm. They never said I stopped you. They never said it was bad. And we wash it off. Like if you buy, say, what's the thing that mostly a leak, right? Mm. And you cut it, and then you you you, you open it up. There. There's some dirt in between. You wash that off. Yeah. Right. I think it. I think because it's gritty. I think it's the grittiness that people. So don't yeah, like. you shouldn't chew dirt. No. They, yeah. Yeah. But you can sort of like you can sort you of can ma- gum it. Ma- yeah, mash it between your your sort of tongue and your palate. Yeah, and then you just need to make sure that you rinse with something before you go and do any chewing. Yeah, I mean, surely it's good for you. like you know that's where all the it feels like that's where all the undiscovered cures to all diseases. That's that's what are, it feels like. You know, they're in the dirt. In the dirt. Yeah, it's just the, the you know. That's the re- like the you know like the pharaoh's tomb where all, where there's mm. this disease that's just been hiding in there. <laughs> when was the last time you saw an earthworm with emphysema? I haven't seen every every worm that I've ever seen has perfect skin. <laughs> it's, it's it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Unblemished, and and you'd see it on a worm because all they are is skin. That's right. They're most yeah. I mean, they're just skin and skin folds. Mm-hmm. And that's which I th- think is the type of skin. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Feels like it's an action. So have you written down the ingredient food as ingredients for thing? New Can food. You, how do you feel about writing down Warthog, Warthog's Breath Cafe? War, Warthog's Breath Cafe? Well, do you have the... I'm, I'm now openly asking a question to our listeners overseas. Do you have Hog's Breath Cafe elsewhere in the world? Well, I think that's an Australian it's invention. It's an Australian thing. Yeah. The worst named chain. Hog's Breath? Hog's Breath Cafe. I mean, when you're smelling meat and then you you pretend that that's the breath of a hog, that's probably okay. But if you're if you've somehow captured the actual smell of the breath of a hog, hog saliva, which you would claim has no has smell. no smell, <laughs> can't be smelled. Yeah, um, <laughs> they just pump it in, sort of like uh, they pump it onto the street, kind of mm. like um, what's one of those chains? Subway. Subway. That smell of bread. <laughs> Pumping out the scent of a hog's, hog's breath. mouth. Hog's breath. You know, that's one of those things, mm. right? Where, like, you can understand that being one restaurant because there are always lunatics, right? There are always going to be people who are not connected to reality or what's good or what other people want, right? Mm. That's why we have dictatorships. Yeah. Okay. So you'll open one restaurant and you'll call it hog's breath. Fine. But mm. to successfully have a chain, which I assume might even be a franchise, people to want to get on board with that, that's wild. And that speaks to a f- some sort of a deeper flaw in the human psyche that I think should be probed, probably using MRI machines. I agree. I don't think there's anything that I wouldn't like to see probed with an MRI machine. You know? I think they could oh, tell I us. Th- I reckon I could pick something. What about your family? Yeah, no, I'm I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what if hang they're on, really what scared. Are you talking, what are you talking about? My immediate family? Yeah, immediate. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking extended. No, well, it's obviously extended. We all want to see them <laughs> put into medical machinery. <laughs> but immediate. <clears throat> you just don't want to see them go through that. You know, they get nervous. Mm. You know, you go and you have to mm. like calm them down, and you'd be like, "This is fine." Mm. Um. Okay. So look, I didn't write down the hogs thing. Yet, no, um, sorry. but it's a, because I felt like it's in the same vein as let's say the tile licking 
restaurant. But I could picture this have as... Have you written down the tile looking no, restaurant? No, I haven't. No, I'm not writing down my silly idea no, for a restaurant. I just wanted to check. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, still, I still am relatively fair. Even my, <laughs> my, my brother apparently was talking to my mother the other day about, um, like, he's like, don't make all three sons the executors of the will. Just get Alistair to do it. He'll be fair. That's amazing. See, I'm mostly fair here. I mean, look, <laughs> you might not feel like you get an equal representation here, and I understand that writing down is power, but I, I have no desire to be a dictator. No, I, I, Alistair, look, I would say that fairness, I, I, don't, I don't think I know anyone else who is more concerned with fairness than you. I mean, look, I, I probably... It's almost like you've hogged all the fairness. I think that there's, there's at least there's maybe one... It occurred to me the other day, there's maybe one thing from Redbubble where we were selling T-shirts, a $16 amount that we got that I don't think I've given you half of yet. Alistair, that's fine. No. There are probably all sorts of things. It plays on I... my mind. Well, I and don't And I want you to, to know that I can't, I can't, I can't keep secrets anymore. <laughs> I think it's just it's just too hard. I don't want to keep secrets anymore. Yeah, you've got eight dollars burning a hole in your PayPal. Yeah, Alistair, I absolve thee. Thank you, but I'll still I will get get that to you. Yeah, all right. and I think it's I think it's eight US. <laughs> so oh, oh, hello. Yeah, hang on. So, and I know I know right now, Andy, times are tough. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I should have realized that was where this was I going. Mean, times are tough, and somehow you're renovating your ba- your bathroom. Oh, yeah. But you're doing it all yourself. I'm doing it all myself with and, the help of my dad. Yeah, but then, who is retired, and therefore his time has no value, and so he is able to work for free, somehow, absolutely, and also pay for a lot of the materials himself. It's almost a joy. I would hate for any fair work commission to mm. look into this arrangement I've got going with my dad, who's fi- renovating my bathroom, because he, I, I mean, I would be going away for a long time. I reckon there's other people in line first to go away. <laughs> I mean, yours will be easier. To, it'll be an easier case to, to, to solve. Well, yeah, but because, you, you, you know, they always, they never go after the big guys. You know, they it's never too, go after, because they're too big to fail. Mm. You know who's not too big to fail? This guy. You. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, you could almost, you could almost argue that your dad is forcing this upon you. Like a raspberry at the, <laughs> at a office party lunch. Yeah. You know? You're right. And that that is the that is the line of defence that my lawyer will take mm-hmm. when this goes to court, Your Honour. His father was forcing it on him. This fresh bathroom. Now I feel like we've we've come up with a lot of strange restaurant ideas in the past. Yeah. Have we ever come up with a way of just consolidating them into one thing where it's like it's sort of like um, who was that guy who killed himself recently? Um, David Foster Wallace. No, more recent than that. He mm. was a food guy and he would go to different places. Oh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, it's like an Anthony Bourdain style show. Mm. But you just go to all these insane restaurants. And, I like it. And then, you know, you can. it could be you, it could be me. To be fair, it'll be both of us. It's, it's Ramsey's Kitchen daydreams, right? That's right. They're not nightmares. They're yeah. just flights of fancy. Exactly. Yeah, f- f- flights of Ramsey. You know? Flight, flights Who? of Flamsey. <laughs> flights of Flamsey. And Florency. <laughs> uh, so it's us. We're traveling around Australia and we're we're going to see some of the finest, most yeah. unbelievable restaurants. Things that appear <clears throat> like 
garbage when you mm. first go in are these mm. intricate, unbelievable. Like, you know, you meet these people, they just look mm. like they've, you know, they've all just got shotguns in their back pocket and their hicks, mm. things like that. And then they take you deeper and deeper and like they're cooking things on the earth's core on mm. the mantle of the earth and they're mm. making it's still a chicken parma mm. still a chicken parmigiana but you but, can but the you hate. can taste the magma yeah i wonder if you you know because you because you have you have uh wood-fired pizzas obviously mm. but imagine that imagine you imagine your earth fired and the great thing about pizza pizza is the best when you have it real you, you have your, your your stove real hot and you cook it real quick well, if you like that, mm. you're going to love this one where we cook it at the center of the earth. How about it, this is even better. Yeah. We drilled a hole all the way through the earth, yeah. right? And the food is is prepared on the far side of the globe and then it's fired through this hole yeah. through the center of the earth and it cooks on the way as through. it as it passes through yeah. the core and then shoots out the other side. Mm. Heavily irradiated. Heavily, absolutely. But also perfectly cooked. Oh, and it's cooled because of also... And cooled, perfectly cooled. Perfectly cooled. Well. <laughs> like, it's, like it's cooled to biting temperature just By... because of, well, from, from that last kilom- you know, last few kilometers of going through just cold dirt. Yes. You know, like, tu- like tunnel through cold dirt. Mm. Um, mm. I, oh, wait, what were we talking about? I was wondering, you know, geothermal uh, yeah. energy... Yeah, they're always putting big pipes in there. Couldn't you just get a really thin pipe, and just get that down really far, and then that would be enough to conduct the heat all the way back up? Sorry, why are you saying this? What's like, the problem? What's your problem with the big pipes? Well, I think it's too expensive. Couldn't you just? It wouldn't it be easier to just get like a really thin pipe? Sort of go for like the, the uh, you know, like a like a an injection. Jeez, oh, I wonder if they've thought of this. Well, they might not have. I wonder if they thought of changing any of the parameters in their in their thing, their amazing technology. Well, that they're, they're probably developing. not looking at doing it for domestic use. Oh, you just so just a just a home. Yeah, like a microsystem. Right. Yeah. You know, you just have it, and it just comes with like, you know, just eight kilometers worth of pipe mm. and a machine that just keeps pushing it down, and because it can just easily spin or go through like rock mm. or whatever mm. it just keeps going down 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 and then that that 30,000 degrees heat you know nine kilometers down comes up and is enough to power a little generator to just run your house every house has hot and cold running water mm-hmm. why not hot and cold running heat just exactly a, just a pipe and just heat comes out of it right then you can use that heat for whatever you want you can pump that into your in your room make room. your room hot yeah, you could melt some glue. Well, I just thought you turned it into electricity, which is kind of like the money of uh, energy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it is. It's a. Isn't it great that we found that kind of money of energy that you can then turn into any other kind of energy, energy. fully fungible energy? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Fungible. Fungible. I didn't know about that. What you that did, word? You meant. know about fungibility? No. Money is fungible because the same money over here is worth the same money over there, oh. except for exchange rates, obviously. Yeah, no but like, if you give me a dollar on one side of the world, yeah. I can I can give that dollar to someone else on the other side. It's still a dollar. Wow, I may not have explained that well, oh, or possibly at all. You know, I fungibility feels like one of those words that you can sort of fudge a bit. What about this? I think fungibility might be when, like, you give. Any dollar can be exchanged for any other dollar. There you go. I love that. Right? I don't know yeah. why you would bother. Well, 
Taiwanese dollars or something like that? No. <laughs> No, 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 no. But like any any Australian, like one Australian dollar, dollar can be exchanged for one Australian dollar somewhere else, and they, you know, nobody's lost anything. Yeah. Except maybe a bit of time in the transaction. Yeah. Which seems to be pointless. But and then, I don't know why we're doing this. But you can also use that one Australian dollar to get a certain amount of mm. U.S. dollars. Really, our currency should be batteries. You think right? so? Well, well, well. What about what if the coins, the coins which basically look like one mm. of those little batteries that you would put in the back of a watch? Yeah, you're right. Why can't they all just be those? I mean, it it seems so simple. We've already got little round bits of metal. They're so, shiny and whatever. But what if they also had electricity in them? Well, I mean, we've already established that electricity is the money of the energy world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's, let's combine them. Combine money and electricity. Yes, you know, and then. You, 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 your phone is getting flat. Yeah. You reach into your pocket. Running out of money. Pull out a few little charge coins, mm. shove them in the back or something. Somewhere. Yeah, or just plug if it if into the wall. Everything just uses the same... Take a deposit, take a withdrawal. Exactly. Then any time, you just go to the... You know, you need, you need money. You just go to the airport, plug it into the wall. There's <laughs> the right. free ones there. <laughs> and you get Charge some money up out. a whole lot of batteries. Yeah. Well, I say I think that's causing pro- problems now, isn't it? <laughs> you think the system's breaking down? Yeah. <laughs> what we thought what we thought was a feature of the system, but then again, that's already what's happening, right? We are essentially taking money, but it's just that the amount of money is so small that it doesn't matter when we charge up our phones at the airport. Yeah, mm. because we already are stealing money from them. Well, I drive my uh, drive my Tesla um, into the terminal three. I plug it into one of those USB ports. They've one of those got three phase. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have three phase USB? I, I think they should. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a, something I was thinking about something about three phase the other day. I was trying to write a tweet about it. See, Andy, I don't think anybody cares about three-phase other than you and me. No, I know. No, and I barely do either. I don't really even understand how it works. What's it, three, three, three things that are slightly... doesn't matter. They're doesn't out matter. of phase. They're out of like phase. Like 90... 90 degrees out of phase? 90 degrees out of phase. No, probably more. That doesn't matter, Alastair. What, it, what, what, what does matter mm-hmm. is our next sketch idea. Okay, which has <laughs> got to do with <laughs> whales. Uh, the, um, the, the place... The animal? Or Definitely the not the place. I don't know enough about the place, and everybody makes fun of it, and then I don't, I don't laugh because I don't get it. But I kind of get why. You know, people are like, "Oh, everybody thinks it's shit," and then people from Wales are like, "Oh, that's not that. It's not that bad." It seems. It seems nice. It seems yeah. very um, lyrical. You know. Yeah. And I think that a lot of very good singers come from Wales. Tom Jones. Tom. Tom Jones. Yeah. yeah. Tom Jones. Doesn't seem like he comes from Wales, though, does he? Right? Like, no. Like, I mean, he's got a he's got a real American feel. He's got. He a feels real... like an all-American man. Yeah, but he also doesn't feel like he belongs to any particular race as well. I think he might be a the true international man, who sort of who does transcend all. all Do you think forms. he's like a like a racial eunuch? Maybe. Hmm? Yeah, he's had it removed. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Well, I think it's really excellent. Do you think maybe he shouldn't live on land? Um, Do you think he should live sort of floating I think above should, the I air? Think that's exactly that is Wherever sort of he goes, exactly he lands pictured. there. Yeah. Or, or he doesn't even touch the earth. You know, if you look closely at Tom Jones, he's never actually touching the ground. I mean, it's not that crazy that a, a, a man like Tom Jones is, is who you would invent the personal dirigible for. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the dirigible is a thing that can work, why, you know, like, if, if you can just fill it up with enough gas to carry a thousand people, why mm. can't you just have a, pack, a backpack full of gas to carry a single person? You must be able to. Yeah. Right? It must... And, and, it, and, and more than that, right, we've established that helium, mm. right, can be compressed down and be in a little canister, yeah. right? And then you release it and it makes things float. Yeah. Which is why I, I, I don't understand why we can't all have a little backpack on, mm-hmm. some highly flexible sort of um, in, uh, sack, yep. right, and a canister of helium. Mm-hmm. And... Any scenario that you don't want, you pull the ripcord and you've got yourself a reverse parachute. Okay. Sure. It inflates and it you just float up and away. So up, up and away. It's the it's the it's the omni escape. You know. So, but how? So, are you just dropping the metal canister? Is that what's happening? Because because what what was within it that was stopping you from floating away? Well, because it's compressed. And so when right. it's compressed, it doesn't. Oh, I guess it doesn't. Because it's more dense. Right, oh. so when you release it, it becomes um, less dense. It expands. Yeah. It's lighter than air, and you know it can inflate things. So I think you, I think you, I think we could pull this off. I'm not sure what kind of a weight of helium you need to carry around in your in the canister in order to make this possible. Mm. But it's got to be it's got to be possible at some level. Well, I mean, like I don't necessarily need it as like an escape pod. Well, okay, but can you write but, down my idea because I think it's really funny well, and I mean, cool. Sure, reverse parachute. Yeah personal inflatable, you know, rep thing, and you get up there and you're up in the atmosphere, right, and you just float away from whatever awkward conversation or scenario. Or so is that all you need police. to do? But then if you want to go up and down, you just you just compress and decompress the air. Yeah, you could have a little pump that, that compre- happening re- the d- recompresses. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know how they go up and down with those. Maybe they have to vent some of the... No, but you wouldn't get, be getting rid of it. Well, you might be, though. But why? Well, because then you'll just get more. You'll just right? get you more later. More in. Yeah, when you land. But what well, about maybe you... you have canisters on there as well? Oh. But if you, I guess, if you could just compress it back down and put mm. it back into the thing, that'd be fine. Yeah. Have a little thing running, a little pump running to compress it, put it back into a into a gas canister. Because I mean, people are talking about um, reverse parachute. Sorry, mm. I'm gonna write down this here. No. Escape, escape route. You'd get up there, um, and then, and then, I wonder how long it would be. But also, it'd be a slow. It'd be there. a slow sort of escape, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, suckers! <laughs> oh, watch that! Oh, I'm stuck Street in lamp. stuck in a power cord. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because people talk about the jetpack, mm. but the problems with the jetpacks, and even all these like four these, you know, like quadcopter kind mm. of personal mm. transport things. Is that they stop working, you fall to your death with very yeah. little protection. Or even if they are working, they just drive you into the earth or you yeah. know, they slice your legs off or something like that. Yeah. They're all so dramatic. Yeah. But at least if you're if you've got a personal dirigible, mm. something has to go terribly wrong for you to fall out. And when when has there been a single example <laughs> historically of anything going terribly wrong with an airship? I know, but but We've we've fixed that problem, I think. Have we? I think so. Oh, great! I think you just don't make. Was it? Wasn't don't, the wall? Just don't, just don't wasn't f- the wall made out of something very flammable? Yeah, yeah. The well, whole we, thing was made out of oiled, um, um, like uh, canvas or something like that. All the exterior, so that was basically flammable. 
all the internal structure was made from, I believe, like aluminium, which burns, and probably magnesium, which burns as well. Mm. And then they'd filled it with hydrogen, which also burns. Yeah. So it was a big burning box full of things that burn. Yeah, and then it probably encountered some kind of heat. Um, well, I, th- I think what they've speculated actually caused it was st- uh, static electricity yeah. from when it landed um, because, it, because it builds up static electricity as it moves through the air. Yeah, right. Um, and then they have to discharge that before they touch the ground, but somehow that didn't work and there was a spark. Yeah. So it's basically a big thing for making sparks. Mm. Filled with things that burn and made out of things that burn. Yeah. But and so we fixed some of those problems. And we'll probably just use rubber or something like that, right? Yeah, I'd use rubber. Yeah. Probably. Rubber. Yeah. Rubber, maybe latex. Yeah, some latex. <sighs> latex allergies. Such a weird thing to be allergic to. Oh. And and, and and a bad thing to be allergic to. Because the only way, you know, well, when do you come into contact with latex? When you're covering parts of your body with a very tight film of latex. That's right. Often quite sensitive parts of your body. That's right. Right? What a, what a disaster. Um, what, 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 a, what a high, high risk scenario. You know, at least people who are allergic to bees, there's never a scenario where, every, where they're expected to cover their body with bees. Almost never. Almost never. Except, except for in those big... Um, those beard bee, bee beard competitions <laughs> you know or wicker man yeah or wicker man um, oh, so I hope he wasn't allergic to bees in wicker man that would have been bees I guess that would make sense why it was so dramatic otherwise it would have just been like oh bees bees no. oh I guess there's a fair few bees here I guess if I don't freak out they probably won't attack me how long do you think you could not freak out with the bees all over your head well I guess you could... I mean, it's not going to help to freak out. It's not going to. Yeah. No. Like, unless you're trying to bite them. Would and... you breathe through your nose? I'd I'd make a little slit with my mouth. Sort of fold your... Fold... fold oh, Just teeth. My teeth, yeah. Teeth filter. No bees are getting in there. No. The old bee wall. That's what I call I mean, my teeth. But then again, I don't want them getting in between my teeth and my. But if you're not freaking out, Alistair, they'll stay calm. Yeah. They'll, they'll come no, in. No, but they might they'll still look around and they'll leave. Yeah, but no, but I think they they might panic. They might panic. <laughs> I'm worried about them freaking out. You're right. It's a it's a it's a two way street. You got to make a little O, mm-hmm. and then and then breathe through your teeth, and then pinch your nose. But if you can't do that, like, I mean, you might be able to get your hands in just yeah, from you, the little you, gaps in the in the sort of the wicker helmet. You're worried that they'll go up your nose. Well, yeah. That was then, my concern. That's why I wasn't breathing from my nose. They'll go up in there and then they'll freak out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit, it's probably a bit like a hive, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure bees are, or, or, or a flower. So you think that they, they, they don't freak out? I don't think they, they would freak out because they, they go into those... Um, is it frangipanis? Those ones that are sort of a long tubular thing, probably basically shaped like a nostril. So do you think that they'd just be actually quite elated that they're in a tube now and they know they've, they're probably salivating? I think they'd be elated. Elated. They're probably yeah. salivatory. <laughs> um, now, Tom Jones somehow yes. led to the invention of the personal... Well, because we, we think that he doesn't really belong anywhere, so he is one of those stateless people who just floats... Yeah, but I mean, he yeah, he lives up in the sky in a dirigible. Like a, he probably would have the first sky city. Yeah, it feels like something Vegas would have, a sort of a, a sky apartment. Mm. 
um, that is just a floating apartment. Is and it then, tethered? It's not tethered. I think it would be tethered, this one. Yeah. It's the first one. Okay. You, <laughs> you, we're not at the point right now where we just have tether-free, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And I think he's got to get down and up and things like that. You know? mm. He's got to show every day or whatever. Mm. And then he also does get down. He probably does have a, just a tube. Oh, Tom Joe's gets down. Yeah, he gets down. He's got a tube that take, takes him down. But he just uses his personal dirigible to get down. All right. So he just kind of gets, gets in there, and it, it just gets the inflation at, you know, just under what he needs to be lifted up. And so he mm-hmm. just slowly descends. Mm-hmm. And then when, he gets, when it gets close to ground, when it, it keeps an eye on his altitude, and then it levels it out to equal so that he's always hovering just above the ground. Yeah. And then, but he's never touching it. I think it'd be great. You go to a Tom Jones concert. I, I, I imagine he he starts singing before he even touches the ground. You know, you know, gets close to the ground. Close, close. He starts singing about twenty feet up. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Launches into into what's new, Pussycat. Yeah, or it's not unusual. It's you not think, unusual. Think he I opens think, with it's not unusual. I think I think if you're if you're descending <laughs> <laughs> in a personal dirigible from your floating city and your yeah. Tom Jones, you open dun, with it's not dun, unusual. It's not unusual to me. Yeah. Anyway. Tom Jones, everyone. Not sounding unusual. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Um, Um, Look, I know it's pretty silly, but I'm just going to write that under reverse parachute escape idea. mm, mm. Personal dirigible uh, invented for Tom Jones. That makes sense. Just, I think, it works as a story, you know? You can explain the story of how Tom Jones was responsible for the invention of... And he's just talking about how he doesn't want to touch the land or land that bothers him now. I, I wonder how long until we, until we can get some kind of a Sky City type thing going on. Mm. It's got to be... Um, it's got to be possible. Right? What are the benefits? And then, you know, well, I just, I just think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Um you would you you would because we we've got this scenario where a lot of people now there's this whole movement of people trying to start their own sovereign states or like countries and that sort of thing. Have you seen this thing? No. People people got in trouble recently for building a little sea pod thing oh, yeah. that was on an out off the coast of Thailand. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, they thought they were in international waters and they thought they could just build their own little yeah. um, structure, and then Thailand didn't like it. They thought it was a it was an attack on their, their sovereignty yeah. or whatever, which I never, I've never understood sovereignty. And what's this thing that all the government always talking about? Sovereign risk. What does that mean? Mm. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it feels like seems anybody- like a big deal. Seems like a high stakes thing. People are like ah, sovereign risk, sovereign risk. You're like oh no, can't have a sovereign risk. I don't think anyone knows what it means. Yeah. Do we? Are we capable? You know, like if you have a helium balloon. Mm. That helium just leaves. But that is that just seeping through the walls of the balloon? It's and, seepage. Yeah, it's because right. helium is so such a small atom. And yeah. it's um and I, I imagine also because it's electrically because it's because it's inert, maybe it maybe it doesn't interact with things nearly as much. So it can go through rubber. I, I think it can probably get through rubber eventually. And, but can we make a can we make a dirigible for the everyday person? That doesn't leak as much helium. I'll tell you what we're going to make it out of. What? Graphene. You think Heard so? about this? You across graphene? I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah? look, I I read the same headlines as you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
yeah, yeah, sticky tape, you know, yeah, you yeah, yeah. put I've, it on I've, a pencil. I've watched the same... Um, Reuters, yeah, like, little... you know, summation of mm. of what is probably a lot of intense work. Yeah. How do they get it off the sticky tape? That's what I want to know. Without... No, I don't think they know that either. No. It seems hard, doesn't it? I mean... Because it's sticky tape. The whole, sure. the whole thing that's keeping it there is the stickiness of the tape. So, they put, yeah, they put the sticky tape on, the like, a lead pencil. Maybe you get some stronger sticky tape. You can get it off. I know, but then uh, how do you get it? now you've got oh. it on there. See, you know, the problem. Maybe what you, you want to get it onto it. is, like, on a... On a st- a, uh, a stick-free pan. Mm, That's what you want to get onto. Deglaze it. But then, how do you how do you <laughs> unstick it? Why don't you stick it to that to get it off? Yeah, make a jus. <laughs> oh, get it with the jus. Um, if you don't know, do the listeners know what graphene is? People can is? Google they're, they're, graphene. They're, they're graphene. I think I think that we, if people are bothering to listen to this, they know about what graphene. <laughs> yeah, if people if people are bothering to li- listen to this, they obviously have. Reach the bottom of the internet, yeah. And to get there, you've got to go through graphene. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the one atom thick, one atom thick film stuff. I mean, that's definitely what we're making these dirigibles out of. It's all a single, big single molecule of graphene. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Oh, but think about like I just picture this this personal dirigible. It it inflates underneath you, like mm. under. It's like <clears throat> it starts from a backpack mm. and then inflates, but it also goes under your arms, and it feels comfortable, like a. Like a personal couch, or like a hug. Yeah, it's like a huggy kind of like, it's a, it's a floating uh, lazy boy. Yes, you know, but it just but it carries you around. Then you can all, you also have little fans that allow you to, you know, decide which direction you go and things sure. like that. Sure, not again, not very fast because where no. there's speed, there's risk. Of course, we're not going fast. We're not. We're no longer a fast people because we're. You can. Mm. We'll just have we'll just it'll they'll be self driving or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can decide where you go, but also you can also just check your phone while it takes you places. I love that. And even if it does crash, it'll be a bump. Everything's exactly. just a bump. It'll just be bumping, right? Really, a crash is just a it's just a a bump that got out of control. <laughs> it's just a heavy nudge. Yes, just a a loud nudge. Look, we got to go to. The three words, I think. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Well, We've got three today. words from a listener who supports us on Patreon. Yeah. Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is from somebody who we've interacted with a lot on Twitter, but I don't think has ever had three words come in. This is Stuart McGowan. Stuart Lovely to lovely to um, have your words on the podcast. Lovely to finally be able to speak your name mm. um, and not in vain. And not in vain. Yeah, yeah. That not just a, shout it in the night. Yeah, not just shout in the throes of passion. No. <laughs> Here we are in a formal, you know, codified yeah. context in which you, the normal way of pronouncing someone's name after they've spent three dollars, mm. uh, in order to be able to suggest three words that. They, you then come up with a sketch idea. In the throes of podcast. Yes. And so here are Stuart. 
I hope I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> as three words. Festive. Menu. Mm. Antagonist. Really interesting. When we went to uh, one, my family one year um, went for a bushwalk together uh, on Boxing Day, mm -hmm. right? The day after Christmas. Excellent. I love we, stories like this. Yeah, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, you know, we all went back to Tasmania and reconvened. The whole family got together and we went and we had Christmas at uh, Cradle Mountain Lodge, right? We stayed there and uh, had dinner at the restaurant the night before on, on Christmas Day. So the restaurant was open on Christmas Day. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's good business. And they um, they served, uh, as, or they just gave out this stuff called White Christmas. Have you ever had this? No. It's sort of like a nougat, like a big chunks of this kind of white nougat stuff yeah. filled with like glacé cherries, sure. basically. it's It's awful. It's just it's a very European kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that is probably from an era where like the very idea of something that could both be sweet mm. and probably not rot yeah. was just so valued, mm. you know, that 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 people lowered all their other standards of what things yep. should taste like or be enjoyable and this yep. thing became uh, you know, popular. And so uh they they gave us these chunks of this stuff and we didn't uh we didn't take it with us. Well, we didn't eat it, right? But then when we went on the hike, my mum, who never lets us throw anything away, took all this white Christmas with us. Yeah. And then anyway, look how this story goes nowhere and it's boring. But anyway, Dad, who had been in charge of packing all the food for the trip, yeah. uh, had interpreted the serving size on the back of a box of biscuits for the entire, like for how much you are required to eat to survive for a day. So basically he had get, brought us two biscuits each for a for lunch. And, <laughs> and so on the third day, we ate this white Christmas. Yeah. And it was very adequate. And really? It helped us to survive. Wow. Well, but that's, I mean, that's how many days it takes you to want, of, of borderline starvation to make you want to eat white Christmas. Well, of course, it would be very caloric rich. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Or just be caloric. Caloric. Yeah. yeah. Not rich. Calorific? Calorific. I think it might be calorific. Really? Yeah. That's great. Call George. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tell him that it would be calorific. And um, is there is there something mm. right in a in a in a in terms of a food rating? Sure. Because we at the moment we have the health star rating, right? Which yep. tells you um, it gives you a reading of how healthy some food is based on its portion size. Sure. What if there was something where it was? Uh, you have a desperation rating. And basically, it says on there how many mm -hmm. days of starvation will basically be required for you to eat uh, whatever it is that is being sure. sold to you. Look, that's interesting. I think Thanks. that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, while you were talking, I had... I talked an, uh, for so long and it was very unsatisfying. No, it's okay. While you were talking, I had I had another idea. Oh, fuck, thank God. Um, I, I hope I haven't, we haven't already done this, but, you know, obviously you can look at festive menu. That's mm. one way of going about it. And that's what, what you know, what took you on your flight of fancy. Mm. Um, Frampsy. Yeah, Frampsy. Um, but you can also think of festive antagonist, which makes me think of something like the Santa Claus, the movie with oh, Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's this, more of a festive protagonist, isn't he? Ah, uh, yes. I think you're thinking of um, the Grinch as a festive antagonist. You're right. You're right. Um 
but we can use these as a basis to uh you know to launch into other things we don't necessarily have to make the sketch exactly about these things yeah yeah and so it made me think about maybe making a film that is um much like tim allen's second best role as the santa claus what's his best role Buzz Buzz Light, yeah of course. course um but uh Maybe, you know, it's just basically the Santa Claus, but this time it's done with the, the Easter Bunny. And it's yes. a person who accidentally kills the Easter Bunny. <laughs> and then it starts to become, it'll be the Bunny Claus or something like that. It doesn't have to be that, but it doesn't have to be part of the chain. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Tim Allen. Unless Tim Allen as Santa Claus kills the Easter oh Bunny. Oh, my God. This is really good. This is a beautiful transition. He's I sort mean, of hopscotching his way around the festive kingdom. Sure. Yeah. I mean, then... But the idea that he also becomes part, because then he, can, he he's already in this contractual obligation as mm. Santa Claus, but now he is becoming more beast-like. You know, he is this kind of anthropomorphic bunny mm. who now is in charge of two different factories, one for making chocolate, I assume. Or, we, n- we never hear anything about where the Easter Bunny gets its chocolate mm. from. Santa Claus and the mythology of where all the toys come from has been thoroughly explored. That's but right. we're expected to just ex- accept that the Easter Bunny's mm. chocolate appears from nowhere. Yeah, that's true. Does may, Or does it come from bells or something? You ring bells and chocolate comes out? There's another idea. Maybe that's a French idea. Maybe. But I think the idea that maybe it's also... Then you can go into like chicken farming kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. And that maybe the Easter Bunny... You know, the new Easter Bunny realizes that he doesn't like how this is being done. Right. So it's like a battery. It's a battery farm. It's sort a of battery scenario. farm of chickens that make chocolate eggs. Yes. And then someone has to wrap them as well. That tight, beautiful oh, wrapping. No. Could be the chickens. Mm. Maybe they're doing it with their wings, or it could be, you know, he realizes that's where some of his lost elves have gone. Well, is but is the is the I was going to say, is the is the foil the shell of the egg? But it's not. The egg itself is the shell of the egg. I mean, and look, then the could, egg is hollow. The egg is hollow. Sometimes when it's bad, it's hollow. Yeah. There's nothing better than the you just get a big oh. bunny and it's full. You solid. Solid all the way through. Yeah. That's I got, crazy. Got huh? that a couple times when I was a kid from my grandma. There was no better time in my life. I once tried to microwave it, and the microwave couldn't even handle it. <laughs> it was so dense, it, it, it interpreted it as, as it being metal. Why were you microwaving your... Oh, because it was too hard, and I couldn't get my teeth in there. <laughs> it was so dense. But I'm not going to complain about the, uh, the amount of chocolate I've gotten. It's a, that's a good problem to have. Sure, sure. Uh, so um, I had to cut it with a knife. Um... I think <laughs> the Santa Claus Easter Bunny. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a sketch. Absolutely, Alistair. Yeah, the Santa can... Claus Three, the Easter Bunny. <sighs> I want to find another legal um, legal pun. Sure, obviously, you know, um, if there's something in torts, torts. or um, sub <laughs> sub clause. No, I mean sub clause kind of works like it's a borrow. Yeah, sort no. of, but. I mean, that, we'll find one. We'll get the team onto it. There'll there'll be a pun in there somewhere, mm. right? It'd be great. On um, borrowed time. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Doesn't quite make sense. But that's a, that's a good that's a good pun name for a for a rabbit 
film. Yeah, rabbit sort of a rabbit slash like Jason Statham as a rabbit kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Borrowed time. Yes, the uh, what's what's that thing that we're always referencing on this show? Um, the cr- crank. Crank. <laughs> Um, great. Um, we, uh, we did it. We came up with another sketch idea. Andy, do you want to start taking us through the sketches while I write this one down? Oh, I mean, I'd love to. I'm going to have to try and read your handwriting upside Upside down. down. Salivatore's restaurant, okay? So this is, you know, the restaurant where the man is constantly drooling. And that's how you know that it's good, right? The, from, from the, the glaze, it yeah. is across everything that dribbled across everything. And also it's like people are bringing them to the restaurant, bringing their families to the restaurant, like their extended families, mm. going, you got to come to this place. And, and he's like, it's so good. And they see people see it, him, salivatory, like drooling on the food and around mm. and things like that because he's got that open window into the kitchen. Yeah. And they're like, because he's got nothing to hide. He's got nothing to hide. He's not ashamed of this. No. This is a sign of his good food. He... His food is so good that it bypasses the the body's control system, you know? Any, any like, switches that would normally stop you from salivating too mm. much where it dehydrates you. The switches. The switches. All of those natural, uh, you know, proteins. He's, he's mm. deactivating proteins, things so like is, that, is, is, with is his he, food. Is he withered, basically? Well, he's drinking a lot of water as <laughs> okay, well. Okay, he's he staying to, hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or he just, or he has a drip. He just has one of those ones that just wow. goes straight into his arm. Yeah, that's how th- he, they had to put him on the dr- on a drip because yeah. that's how delicious all the food is. And so if at first everybody's, a, you know, very, you go, no, 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 don't, don't let it bother you like that. No, 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 ignore that. No, no, it's nothing, it's nothing like that. And then the food comes out and people just even the the smell hits you and you're like, mm, <gasps> the smell of the saliva of the food. Oh, the food. And then, yeah. But obviously, but then it's so it's such a good smell. It mm. it overrides the the smell of the. The saliva that's dripped mm. on the plate, yeah. and then Sal- Salvatore is like wiping it away as he, because li- he's also the waiter, yeah. and he brings it to the table. He's wiping it away. They go, I ah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. And but as he's but wiping as more, he's wiping it's like it's falling there on the table and things like that. It's and, all... and eventually, you're just like, just leave Salvatore. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, thank you so much. And he shakes your hand. And there's just mm. drool in between mm. in your hands. Mm. Anyway, it's, I think yeah. look, it's, yeah. now it's a sketch. Oh yeah. That's a uh, sketch. Hopefully, hopefully, people sat through the whole episode just to get to that version Beautiful. where we actually had a sketch. Description. I think people could tell that there was something in there. Yeah, great. We got Kevin's workplace raspberry. This is Kevin's going to court, taking his boss to court because his boss fired him for giving people raspberries. Oh no, his boss was giving. His boss was giving raspberries. Boss was giving Kevin the raspberry. Yeah, as yeah. you know, as a. <laughs> as a fun thing, and then his, his he thought it was harassment. Yeah, and then everybody everybody else just doesn't believe it. Yeah, including the judge. Yeah, that's not that's not harassment. Oh, so that's that's not harass- fun. It's everybody fun. loves that. <laughs> and there's footage, and he's laughing. He's having yeah. a good time. Yeah, and it could be proven that he was. Like, he was stop! Loving. Stop! Like that. He's like, no, yeah. but nobody. Nobody. Everybody knows you didn't mean that. And everybody knows that when you say stop, when you get a raspberry, it means more. <laughs> yeah. And then they show they, they they wind back the tape and they find a frame at the very start where it shows that Kevin's actually pulling up his own <laughs> shirt to yeah. get the raspberry. Uh, and good. and as as we say, we'll um we'll tiptoe around anything that's uh, that's any subject that seems awful. Yeah. Um, we'll make it good. Don't worry. We got then we got new food. It's spelled N U food. Mm, it's and food made from food. It's food. 
where the the basic ingredients are complete other meals. Mm, yeah, from some of the finest restaurants in the world. Rigatoni. Yeah. Um, turducken is just one of the ingredients in tur- this meal. Exactly. Turducken. We use turducken just as a seasoning. Exactly. And we, you know, and and instead of pasta, which is something that you would have in a traditional meal, mm. we have like full lasagnas. Yeah. <laughs> one lasagna is one noodle for us. We just make tiny little lasagnas. I think a tiny little lasagna. Something about that. Well, it's like a stuffed crust. Nobody's ever tried to put something in a noodle and like <laughs> like, like 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 a, like a pasta noodle and put it in a dry packet. You know what I mean? What about um tor- was it tortellini? No, I know. What's that one? What's that one that is exactly that? <laughs> Are you fucking with me? No, no, those ones are a bit wet. They're a bit moist. <laughs> this one's totally dry. This is totally so dry. It's dry lasagna, dehydrated lasagna. It's completely dehydrated lasagna. <laughs> so you cook a tiny lasagna. Yeah. And then you completely dry it out. Okay. There's not a, there's not any moisture in there. Right. And then so what you do could you, do? you could store that in the in on your shelf for 16 years. Right. And then what happens? And then you boil it. Right. <laughs> and then you boil you it d- when you're ready you, to eat you, it. You open a packet packet full of these things. You shake them all in there. Yeah, you put just you make them like you make pasta. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I think you've become a little bit Italian over the course of this episode. <laughs> like you make pasta. You you're, cook you're, it like you make a pasta. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You hit it a little bit there. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. You know, I just have a penchant for life. You do, and no one would um, begrudge you that. And then we have a fake travel food show. Where we just go to some of the best restaurants in Australia, and none of it is real, and it's just all these insane. Like that warthog thing. Like that warthog thing. Like that licking the tiles thing. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's like these places that are like, it's somewhere between an escape room and mm-hmm. and a restaurant. That's what I want. You get locked in this chamber, and then you're not let out until you eat your whole meal. But all the meal is hidden. All the meal is hidden. Or the meal is actually inside the chair, and you have to get under the chair, and you have to suck each, um, each sort of plate of food from the inside of the leg. So you got to go <laughs> under the leg, and you got to suck it out from there. And it's just like, oh, man, the bottom of chair legs—they'd mm. be filthy. Yeah, but you know, yeah, this you is... think about some of the like they never they never look there, but I reckon that's one of the filthiest places in your house. Because that's house. the fun. That's the fun part is that you still you have to find your meal first. Yeah, but you know we won't have that dusty little foam thing that stops your chair from scratching the f- floor or whatever. That'll be a culinary plug. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of those famous culinary plugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't exist because the restaurant doesn't exist yet. <laughs> But you know the the exact meals that we create. You know, I know well. a chair filled filled with food yes. doesn't exist yet. Yes. Oh, and the cushion inside the cushion is the dessert. The hard thing is going to be getting the culinary plug out without all the food falling out of the bottom of the leg of the chair. I guess you have got negative you, pressure. You chip the you tip the chair upside down. Oh, you could, I guess. Well, then, then, I for some reason I picture you you're you're laying on the floor, yeah. and then you put each leg in your mouth and you, but it's not it's not really that safe to be. Eating while you're laying on your back. Like well, that. I think that's part of the experience. Yes, it's part of the experience. It's the great thing about these sketches that we come up with that are set in restaurants. Anything that seems weird, we can just say it's part of the experience. Exactly. We could say that about... We, we can't lose. This can't not be a great sketch. 
because it's all part of the experience. By the way, that show that we loved, that's, that, that we enjoyed, that sketch show that was on Netflix. Yeah. What's it called again? I think you should leave. Yeah. With Tim, Tom Robinson. We absolutely. Like having written the two sketch shows with you very recently in the last two years. Yeah. We absolutely can write sketches like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not undoable. Having done that, we can do that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, reverse parachute. Uh, helium escape. You mm. just have some compressed helium. And then you press a button and then you escape. Do you yeah. want to add some flavor to it? Uh, you're sort of bouncing. Uh, you, you, your feet sort of scrape against people's faces as you leave. <laughs> you know, you're having this awkward conversation with someone you don't want to talk to. You pull this thing and then it's just... And then the conversation probably continues as, as long as it mm. takes you to get out of your shot vertically, basically. Yeah. And then, yeah, I imagine your, your shoes are sort of dragging up past their lips. Right? Yeah, that'd be as good. It, as the wind sort of slowly pulls you over their head, mm. and yeah, your your fronts of your toes are sort of pulling at their lips. Yeah, I think I like that. Yeah, I think every skit. I just thought about this here as I was about to say this personal dirigible invented for Tom Jones. Mm. Right, that feels like that's kind of the Alistair's dumb weird idea for the episode. Mm. A little bit, you know. There's like kind of like Alistair always has like a sketch where it's like, oh, here's Al's <laughs> one that doesn't in any way seem like a sketch, and he's added this extra detail that seems unimportant. Mm. And is that? I feel like I should start just making a sketch show with just these ones. That's that, just that. That that nobody but the, of all the sketches, nobody mm-hmm. else believes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that, I think you should, and um, I think we'll call it the waste tank you know mm-hmm. sure all the stuff that sort of the sludge that flows off that everyone's like that's disgusting yeah. i would never drink that yeah the overflow tank you drink it is that what we call something uh, t- uh possibly maybe one of the bonus episodes is, yeah i think the overflow tank is one of the tiers that's oh, the yeah. eight dollar tier is the overflow tank there you go mm. all right and this is so this personal dirigible tom jones is responsible for it. there's just some a- a element in which i'm not sure if it's connected to the fact that he's he's sort of outside of race He's otherworldly. He's otherworldly, but he lives in L.A. in the first floating apartment. Mm. And he also has the first personal dirigible attached Mm. to his body, which is exactly what it sounds like. I think if we've learned one thing, it's that dirigible is really fun to say. Dirigible. Dirigible. Yeah, dirigible. Did I say it wrong? Dirigible. That's not good. Yeah. Dirigible. Dirigible. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun to say. It just feels dirigible. like it just feels like real garbage just falling out of your mouth. Dirigible. Dirigible. <laughs> dirigible. Yeah, it's like if you had a bunch of like a, if you're holding a bag full of cans. And exactly. You just, and you tip that bag of cans upside down and they just fell to the ground. Dirigible. Yeah, if you had a mouthful of um, ball bearings. Right, and you just opened your mouth mm. and just let them fall onto the table. Yeah, it's like if your aunt is halfway down the stairs and she she just trips and falls. <laughs> a lot of a lot of words are onomatopoeia, but but not for the thing that they are. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's an interesting idea. The onomatopoeia of words. For the other me- the other meanings that they have on the yeah. map here. Yeah, I, I think uh, whoever it was who invented the dirigible, mm. they were trying to think of a name for it, and then fortunately their aunt fell down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, can I use that? <laughs> dirigible. <laughs> and she was in no state to disagree. <laughs> Help me. Let me have that sound. <laughs> Help me? No. No, no. 
before Dirigible. that. Dirigible. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zeppelin. That also sounds like something that's just a sound. It's something mm. made, you know? Yeah, Zeppelin. something that kind of might have started on like a on a mm. flying fox mm. or a yeah, zip wire. I was thinking a clothesline. Yeah. Wait. You know when you slide a peg along a clothesline? Uh, you're, oh, you're writing down. You see, this is good, isn't it? When sometimes we get a sketch idea out of saying the sketch yeah. ideas. Um, and are we done now? Oh, no, Santa uh, no, Claus 2. obviously Santa Claus 3, the Easter Bunny Rabbit. <laughs> Easter Bunny Rabbit. <laughs> Nobody ever says the Bunny Rabbit, <laughs> do they? Easter Bunny. Um, isn't it weird that Bunny and Pussy kind of <laughs> the same? They both mean a type of animal. Yeah. And... And they all have the U, the sort of the second letter U, mm. last letter Y. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all the other letters are consonants. And all the other letters are consonants yeah. and with with a double continent in between. And it's the interesting that I think that the P kind of looks like half a B as yeah. well. Yeah. Are they in any way connected? Um, well, they are because they're, they're connected in a sort of, they're both a little bit sexy in some ways as well, aren't they? You know, in some yeah. ways, certainly. Depends on your point of view. But um, yeah, some people would say bunnies are um, and you bunnies know, the playboy are, thing. Yeah, and they're also I think there's that there's that sort of dildo vibrator thing that was like, oh, it's the bunny, right? Is right. it like the is it like the phallic pussy? <laughs> is it the dick version of pussy? Is maybe bunny. So I'm gonna start calling my dick my bunny. <laughs> well, I'll try it tonight. You could try it tonight yeah. when you start you talking myself. about your penis yeah. tonight. <laughs> I'm driving home. <laughs> But it's got to be like the sexy version of it. Like, you know, if you, I guess if you're sort of, if, you, if you're masturbating do. on camera. Mm. Oh, I'm about to bring out my bunny. Yeah. Oh, you, you guys want to see my bunny? Yeah. Hey, everybody, you want to see my bunny? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're onto something here, yeah, Alistair. That anyway. checks out. And that explains why the women at the Playboy Mansion dress up, dress as, up as penises. penises. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what men love to look at. <laughs> You know it's the sexy penis outfit. Ah, uh, a penis with boobs. Yeah, the uh, sexiest of the... all the things. <gasps> That's fun. I mean, if a penis had a vagina and boobs, mm. I mean, or a vulva, you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. I mean, then the risk is that they wouldn't need us at all. You know, men, genitals. Oh, genitals would be able to do everything themselves. Ah, I mean, that's the crazy thing is that. What if all the organs started to move down into our genitals? Like a, and then they like realize abandoning the body like a sinking ship. They realize that they could just they can just live without us. That's that's the fear, isn't it? Yeah. That the 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 brain is actually superfluous, mm. and that yeah. And then they're just going to drop us off like a salamander's tail, <laughs> and just go off without us. <laughs> that's a sketch idea. Yeah. I think it's like it's it's an evol it's evolutionary scientists to realize that this is slowly happening to the body right and that the all the i mean and and you you look at the human body it does kind of look like the head is kind of being left behind by everything else like the head is a little bubble that's being like if everything else was being dragged away mm. from the head and the head was being left behind this is what it would look like mm. the but the yeah the the head does kind of look like it's did you say budding off Oh, I didn't, but that's exactly what I was thinking. It looks like it's budding off. Yeah, and then you know, budding out, being being left behind. Yeah. <sighs> Hate to break it to you like this, head. But 
you know, you, 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 the further you go back in time, the, um, the less necks everything had. You know, like the whale. You look at the whale. Yeah. That is an animal where its body is very happy to be seen with its head. Doesn't need like that neck to try and give it a bit of distance. No. Somebody please work on this. Yeah. Draw, draw me up a diagram of what a, a whale would look like if it had a neck. Mm. Just a, like a narrow neck between wh- wherever the head is. Yeah. And wherever the body is. That's really interesting. It would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I can look around corners. That's why they can be like that because there are no corners in the ocean. If a if a whale was wearing pants. Mm. Would it just have one pair of pants over the tail and yeah. then just the other pair, like the other sort of leg just flopping there? Or would you have the tail going in through like the top bit, like you'd, you know, kind of oh, through the yeah. leg and then the head bent over going through the other leg like that? <laughs> <laughs> like that so then would you just, fold the whale yeah, in half? fold the whale over like that. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder how much whales can bend. Mm, they look relatively flexible. Have you ever seen a seal bend? They can bend, but I'm you sure just... they can bend. Mm. Well, but that's they... how you a seal would wear pants. I don't think it... I'm thinking I'm picturing a uh, like a sperm whale this entire time, and I don't think there's a lot of bend in a sperm whale. No, no, they're too they're too girthy. They're husky. I know, but you get a big pair of pants. Yeah, sure. I'm not talking about some you know thirty fours. <laughs> And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Um, you can find us online at I'm at two and I'm at Alistair TV. I'm at Stupid Old Andy, and uh, we're at Two in Tank. And you can support us on Patreon. That'd be delightful. Thank you yeah. to everyone who already does. You are gems in our lives who help. Keep Andy afloat. And, um, that's right. But also, and that's mostly a joke. But also, Andy does have some financial problems. So. <laughs> um, and we've, I mean, look, we've gone through two months of unemployment right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, 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 but you know what? Andy's doing better because he can wait for at least three days after the Patreon money comes in before that's right. absolutely needing it. So. Yeah, yeah. I stayed strong <laughs> yeah. and it was all okay. And, um, you on Instagram, Andy? No. I mean, I am, but I don't do anything on there, so there's no point at all in finding me or following me. I think I'm at A. Trombley Birchall. Great. Yeah. We've really got to wrap up because Dougal On's about to record a podcast in uh, one minute. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you should know this, and this is very important that you know this. We, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.